What is good, everybody? Welcome to Unfair Sports, the Sooner or Later podcast. I am your host, Jay. Thank y'all for pulling up with me here on this Sunday evening. For those here on the YouTube channel, if you have been here for a while, you know the routine, hit that like button as well as share. Why? Because sharing is caring. We're definitely live here this Sunday and pretty excited to talk all things college football as well as Sooner football. If you are listening to the podcast version of this, please rate us, review us, and give us five stars. You don't think we deserve it? Just give us five anyway and gift it. So on today's episode, we're going to dive into some fun topics. We're going to start off with uh, the latest commitment from the wide receiver out of Texas that really got your boy excited when he announced. Uh, we'll talk about uh, some crystal balls that have come down the line. We'll move into some uh, uh we'll talk a little nfl talk some of the players that have gotten drafted and the excitement around them being drafted there has been some additional entries at the transfer portal and i want to explain why that makes sense and why it was going to come down the line and then we'll talk espn has put out their football power index they put it out last week wanted to drop a video on it and so we will talk through that and then we will wrap things up. I've got to talk Colorado. I'm really intrigued by this exodus is happening there. And, and the reason why I think that um, us as Sooner fans should really pay just a little attention because uh, it makes sense at what's going down. But before we jump right into it, I do have a special guest with me. Our guy, Jason, from over there at Hall of Fame. Media. Jason, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Glad hey to be man, here, I, man, I appreciate you pulling up as usual and joining your boy. Um, sure. we've got some me. fun stuff to talk about, man. It's fun stuff, and I'm glad that you were able to pull up here, uh, uh, here this evening. So, before we jump into anything else, you know, as I mentioned before in the comments, folks, hit that rate, review, hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that share button, go ahead and show some love. And so, real quick, um, William, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate hey. the uh, super sticker, hundred bucks. Hey, man, that's gonna go that's towards some equipment. Uh, like I said, I've been trying to work on some new cameras just to give us some great content. I've got some cool stuff uh, projects cool. coming here in June that I cannot wait to talk to you all about. But right now, I can't because I'm waiting for it. Also, there is a couple of show updates. I'm open with first. Uh, one, the podcast. There will be some changes coming soon on the media side of the podcast as well as the stream. I do plan on doing on Sundays going forward, um, but I want to let y'all know there's going to be some changes coming in May. You'll see and hear about it on the first stream at uh, the first weekend of May. Since it's April, we're not going to jump into it, but I want y'all to know there will be some changes. When you see them, you'll understand what that means as I'm looking to join a, a podcasting network just to uh, you know help get the word out a little bit more. So. Keep your eyes out for that. Uh, next up, we'll definitely continue to do some of this throughout May. This is a very quiet period in recruiting. So I don't want y'all to think that I'm ignoring you all. It's just going to be really, really quiet. So we're going to figure out stuff to talk about for you all. So we're going to throw stuff against the wall. Hopefully you all get excited about it because I'm always excited to chatting with you all here in the comments. And so I wanted to throw this uh, first off. We'll do the, of course, intros. Jags, what's up? Thanks for pulling up. Hank, yes, William throwing that hundred dollars out, man. Made me got me motivated to get in <laughs> and start early. So thanks for pulling up, Hank. What's good with you, my man? 
I ain't seen Cam in a cool minute. So I'm glad that you are pulling up more often again. Glad that work hasn't been consuming you too much. What's good, uh, DJ? Thank you for pulling up. Yes, James. Thriller, baby. Good stuff. Got to bring all the fun stuff in. And William is out in Thailand. That's awesome. Hey, man. uh, Did you see uh, Cliff Kingsbury while you was out there? Did you get to hang out with Cliff? I know he spent him some good time out there before he decided to head to uh, USC. So I'm glad you um, You got some. I got some thoughts on that, but I won't today. Yeah, we'll go into that later. But William, thank you for pulling up from Thailand. I plan on hitting that up one of these days. Uh, Mars, what's Gucci? Let's go. We're going to jump on it. Uh, Seth, we'll talk about Colorado late in the show. So for those that don't want to hear it, you can you know exit out at that point. But we will talk about them to wrap things up because I have a lot of thoughts. And, of course, Hank's what's good. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to jump into the first really topic of discussion, you know, five minutes in. Let's talk about these NFL guys. So Dang. I know you all saw that uh, the Sooners had, what, five guys go in the draft? Um, that to me is of course a good one. I'm going to go ahead and share some of these, uh, these beautiful things that we have synced. Uh, so Jason, talk to me, my man, when it comes to, of course, you know, seeing players like you got, uh, let me put this to the side, actually, not that one. There we go. Anton going, you know, first round. Our another first round offensive lineman, Coach Beaten Bags, doing what he does best, sending offensive linemen to uh, the draft. I was stoked seeing him do that. Um, Seth, you make a great point here. Two Clemson D linemen drafted in the first round. They were Bates guys. Don't worry, we'll have those players as well. Mm -hmm. Then you got the second round. We've got Marvin Mims. He definitely went out, which now makes more sense as to why he entered. I got to tell you, that one was a shocker to me because I thought that he should have probably hung around. I'm glad to be eating crow on this one because yeah, I, I, yeah. Really, I really thought that he – I know with the grades that he was getting as far as uh, pre-draft, uh, it more looked like he was going to be that fourth-round type guy. You know what I mean? And I yeah, no, like I get you. If it, for that matter, you need to hang around one more year, make <laughs> sure. Obviously, the training that he did with Michael Johnson, huge. And uh, and and I think that they got a good one in him, man. They really did. So I'm I'm excited for him. I'm same same. I'm stoked. And I loved when he was going through the pre-draft yeah, yeah. system and going through like the interviews and stuff. And they were asking about the difference between being under Lincoln Riley and being under Jeff Lebby because mm-hmm. Riley was the OC as well as the head coach. And he talked about the difference in coaching uh, and the route running. He was like, you know, with with Lebby's, they gave him so many options. It felt more NFL like. And so they had to make those decisions on the fly and he was able to learn a lot more. He used a lot, a lot more of the, the route tree underneath Levy in his opinion and Riley, because Riley just dra- draws up fantastic plays and it's a done deal. He's one of those uh, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. Yeah. It's run down that. the field and it's my guy against yours. Let's see who wins. You know, Right. And it's, and it, even with that, it's just, you don't have to think too much. Just do this route. You're going to be open because I've, yeah. I've set it up schematically to where it works. So, Correct. you know, th- that's the narcissism of some certain coaches and, they, and rightfully so we've seen success. And so it's great CMMs hit that second round. Wanye going in the third. This one shocked me. I actually thought he'd go a little bit higher, even with yeah. the injury piece, but totally makes sense that he uh, he still ended up within the first uh, three rounds, which is a fantastic pickup. Kansas City loves Sooners. And as it was mentioned down here, um, you notice that uh, the Eagles love Georgia. So they just traded for uh, Swift and um, – 
Aaron Swift, and they got Swift. They got they drafted a whole bunch of Georgia players. They just love Georgia, and so yeah, it's dude. a beautiful thing seeing that. The Rams, pretty pretty smart move on their part, I would think. Right now, you know, it's funny um, that it feels like they, and I'll probably talk about this on another pod soon, but they they have the Bengals like philosophy for drafting, and the Bengals have probably they the Bengals are infamous for having one of the cheaper scouting departments in in, in NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, their owner Brown is extremely cheap, oh, and this is forever. his only job. But has been right. forever. But it's fascinating because their philosophy is just go draft guys out of the college football playoff. That's it. <laughs> That's <laughs> their whole philosophy. It did, did if take they play the in the Super playoffs Bowl two years ago. Go for so. them. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Go draft guys that played in the college football playoff. That's that's their whole philosophy. So you'll see them with a lot of players from like Oklahoma, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. They're just going to go for those players. They're not even going to try anything else. They don't want to go find diamonds in the rough. Give me the guys that I've seen play on uh, in January on those Saturdays. Let me get them. And you're like, oh, 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 okay, yeah. that makes sense. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. But Wanye coming here from Tennessee. Um, and then, you know, showing out under beaten bow was, was huge to me. That, that was a n- nice one. Eric yeah. Gray getting drafted in the fifth. So the second Tennessee transfer to Oklahoma goes out there, gets himself in the uh, NFL to the Giants, which I think yeah. was a pretty good spot for him to land. And I felt like he was probably going to go sooner than that, though. It felt like, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I had him graded more late fourth. Um, he yeah. ended up late fifth. I kind of, it did shock me, but at the yeah. same time, it, I guess you could say it kind of makes sense. Um, he ran a, he ran a solid forty, and I I I did expect more. Of course, I'm the one person that's eating a lot of crow on Eric Gray because you know I think I, better than that though. I just thought he I thought he was a third round guy. I did. I, I figured I didn't figure first or second because obviously that just doesn't happen very often with running backs. In fact, I was one of the biggest surprises to me out of the first round was that they took two running backs inside the top fifteen. That hadn't happened in forever. Right. So, you know, it was like, wow. But exactly. But I, I, think, I thought he was a little late. But it and I think Eric's gonna have a I think he's gonna have a good career. I do. Same. I agree. I'm I'm very high on Eric Gray's trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh long term. He looks like a back that can just last in the NFL. I'm not sure if he'll be a feature back or one of those that will be just that dominant, but I do see him as a back that will last in the NFL for some years. He's he's mm-hmm. he's durable enough. And he's just consistent. And I think the consistency is going to help him a, a lot. And then you got Braden Willis, which in, wrapped up the draftees as he went to the 49ers. And good. Still the 49ers just the got draft and the Niners are my team. And I'm excited oh, about this. Yeah. Shanahan's going to draw some stuff up and get this Bro, man open. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> and listen, as good as, as George Kittle is, he has had some injury problems over the last few years because of the way he plays. He's always running right through everybody. Yep. And you need to have some guys. You need to have depth there if you're a Niners, if, if you're the Niners. So no, to I me, I, I was so surprised that it took that long for Braden to go. But mm-hmm. I was like, Niners, yes. That's the steal of the draft for me. So, No, I'm with you there, I man. Think, I think and, he's going to be unbelievable at this level. Agreed. I think he's special enough. And sh- the way Shanahan does things, I know he's going to scheme it up to where Willis is going to show out. That's the beauty of of certain players like Willis going into the NFL is if you get them to the right coach, they're going to put that man in a very successful spot. All he's got to do is catch the ball, and I think he will. I think he'll be fine. I'm I'm excited. I, I, a few of my friends are 49ers fans, and they've already hit me. and was like, yeah. Stupid excited about that one. <laughs> was that, that was a good move. That one last night, yeah. 
so so yeah, I'm I'm stoked to see what that's gonna look like long term. And so that's the players that got drafted. Everybody else, we did have a lot of players they signed to teams. Jalen Redman signed with the Carolina Panthers. We right. had um uh Turk, Michael Turk, he signed with the Miami Dolphins. He did finally he, I was wondering about that yep, one. He signed with the Dolphins, him. and I think Kim pointed that out in here too. Yep followed his uncle mm-hmm. went to the Miami Dolphins you had uh Chris Martin going to the Buccaneers my bucks picking up another lineman something nice. that we definitely need then you've got um let me go back I think I think that's really everybody I'm trying to know if somebody else got signed I know they did I just I just had a complete brain fart just now I'll pull it up but no mm-hmm. it's we've got a lot of good players end up getting themselves drafted or signing CJ Colden. CJ Colden signed with the Vikings. That was yeah, the one yeah, I was yeah. thinking about. Colden is headed to the Vikings. And uh yeah. I think Anton's gonna probably do very well in Jacksonville. He's I, he's got he got put into a very good place. Chris Murray, my apologies not Martin Murray. He's headed to uh my Buccaneers and I my Bucks need as much help as we can possibly get. So <laughs> that's the players that went pro. Super excited to see them uh, get some signatures and actually get some jobs. You'll, you'll probably see a lot of them on Sunday getting some game. I've noticed that, especially on the defensive side, if they don't get drafted, we do have a tendency of making rosters and actually getting some playing time. Some Sooners have, and we are stoked. And to answer your question, Jimmy, uh, Jalen Redman is headed to the Panthers. He's a Carolina Panther. So we'll talk about that, but, Gonna move on. Thank y'all for pulling up. Please, while you're here, hit that like button if you're new to the channel or if you're on the Hall of Fame stream and you're not part of this channel, hit that subscribe button and go both ways. You're on the Absolutely. unfair sports side and you want to get some content from Jason, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on his channel also. And so let's move on into the one thing that got your boy uh, excited. We had a commitment. We had a commitment on Thursday, so I planned on trying to put out a video Friday. I was traveling, and I ended up in the airport for like nine hours, and that was not fun. Uh, so I owe y'all a bunch of videos of stuff that I wanted to do, and so we're going to put them all together today. So let's jump on this one first. The commitment. We got a wide receiver. Four-star Zion Kearney has committed to Oklahoma, and I'm going to tell you all, in the most selfish way of all of this, I'm this is probably one of the most exciting commitments that we've received. And there's one reason why. Jason, I don't know if you know this, but did you see his commitment video? Dude, I didn't. I was on the road too. I had to get to Lubbock and handle that business. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So saw the commitment video, right? Went and watched it. I'm gonna make sure I drop the link in the description after the show if you guys want to go watch it. Well, actually, I have it in my community post on my channel so you can go watch that but when i watched the commitment video i started listening i'm like man this sounds familiar why do i know that voice <laughs> oh they sampled your boy's voice okay they, they took my video on him being a crystal ball and they yeah. threw me in his commitment video our boy yeah, pg yeah, yeah. over there from the pg show they put his face in the video talking about the <laughs> schools that he was uh going through so we made it, folks. My dude. We made it. That's awesome. <laughs> we made it. We made it, it into a commitment video. Now, I got to Of course, go I was excited. <laughs> of course, I, I was excited. Go, go to the now. community if you want to see it. But Zion yeah. got your boy in his commitment video. So I was excited. But let's talk about Zion. Awesome, of course, 
He's rated here. On three has him at 6'3. 24 7 at 6'2, but I've been looking at a lot of the stuff. He's 6'3. Consensus four star wide receiver. Top 100 player easily in the country. Um, and yeah, he's fast, which is what I appreciate. And which I know you all appreciate. We've got speed. We added Brendan Thompson when we got him from the transfer portal from Texas, who runs, I think he ran a personal best 1018. I have not been able to verify it. I've seen it in random videos, but nothing that showed the number. But I've heard 1018. I've also heard 1022, but it doesn't matter. Brendan Thompson is fast. Zion's also got some speeds on him, too. He does track as well. And yeah, and he's big. That, these are the guys that, that Levy goes after, too, you know? Big and fast. Big and fast. And so all you're going to see is some monstrous play out of him from – imagine him with, with, with Jackson Arnold next season, right? We also Ooh. got Jaquez Petaway, who runs a 10-2 coming Ooh. this summer, and he was actually at the track meet dipping. I think Caden Durham beat him by a couple of seconds. And so Zion's a stud. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. He is a stud and probably one of the best, which is funny to me at his current rating – I am surprised that he's not a five star yet. He will be. I'm gonna be, be, be I think he's gonna the, finish mid season. I would think. I think mid season to the end, he's gonna be a five star. He ran as a junior a ten eight nine in the oh, one hundred, which is still blazing. No, I mean, no, I, it's yeah, that's like six hundredths of a second behind Jacquez. So it's yeah, like, yeah. So <laughs> so the, the 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 good thing for him is is that if he was in another state besides in Mission, Texas, he would probably be a um uh, a, 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 a state track uh, all American. But yes. because he's in Texas with all a whole bunch of fast dudes who just run track only and they go for the Olympics. Correct. Yes, that's almost Olympic speed. Period. Uh, dude, we saw DK yeah. Metcalf run that. And something that I've been to the state track meet before uh, at, you know, for the, for the big schools and stuff like that. And I got to tell you that they break records. I went one time to Austin and watched it and it was just mm -hmm. ridiculous. The speed and the guys that were in the district that I was covering were supposed to be super fast. They, and they're getting mobbed by these guys. It was just, <laughs> there's so much speed there. I mean, they call they call Florida the speed state. But there's a lot of speed in Texas, too. There is a ton of speed. Yeah, and and like I said, with Zion at his size, at about 6'3", almost 200 pounds, he's built already right. at the collegiate level. You can tell that he trains like he's ready to play college football. I mean, honestly, he's about built to play NFL football right now. Sure. And all we've got to do is just make sure Our this man's ready bro. to play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, Our question looks like a linebacker, man. Yeah, Petaway is pretty big. But but Zion though, man, I am just excited not nice. only for the fact that your boy ended up in a commitment video, but at the same time that we we're able to land another elite wide receiver. This is this is a Farouk, Jaleel Farouk type setup for me. And Farouk yeah. at this about the same size. I see Zion Zion's a playmaker. He's a full-fledged playmaker. When he's out there on the field, you're gonna he's gonna make something happen. You just gotta get him in space. And watching him in space when I went through his highlight videos. Yeah, that told me I need to know. And we talked about him when we first got the crystal balls about him, that him being out there in space is dangerous. And I'm excited to see what we get out of him long term. So y'all see top 100. I mean, 58th on, on threes. He's 63 on two four sevens. And I expect Whoa. him to move up in the top 32 before the season's up and become a five-star. As we have another five-star wide receiver on 24-7, 
that may show up soon, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about another player because the one thing that I get from everybody on a regular basis is questions about what's up with these defensive players. What's up with these elite recruits that Bates and them are working on? When are we going to get some words? So I'm going to tell you all this and I'm going to say this in the nicest possible way uh, that I can. Um, the top defensive lineman in the country, everybody wants them. Everybody does. And when I went through the competition, you know, with these four stars and five stars available, I went and looked at Clemson. I went and looked at Alabama. I went and looked at Ohio State. I went and looked at, you know, Georgia. Nobody's got one to sign yet besides Clemson. Clemson has two four stars that they've signed recently. Mm -hmm. And so besides that, Everybody else has just signed all these skills positions because those are the players that they're able to get to really, you know, lock down right now. So going through all of them, not a lot of these elites, Williams and Winery, your Joseph Jonah, Ajonye, your David Stones. None of these players have actually fully Nigel committed Smith, anywhere. Yeah. Nigel Smiths of the world. They're still evaluating. So this is a long dance. Mm -hmm. Welcome to top tier recruiting. Welcome, people. I want to welcome you all to it because this is what it looks like. And so there was a player, though, that did get some more crystal balls, and I did want to point that out because when we started to get a bunch of these crystal balls coming down the line, a commitment has followed so far. And let's look at it. Joseph Jonah Ajonye, four-star yeah. defensive lineman, 6'5", right now 260 in high school. And you can see a little picture of him next to – Bates, we've talked about him in numerous videos. I'll make sure to drop one in the description so you all can go check out some of the old school stuff. But he's starting to get crystal balls. Texas A&M Insider gave us one. Nick Harris, his last crystal ball before leaving the industry. We are going to land some big name players. Like, I have zero doubt on his. Jason, how you feeling about us getting one of these big time defensive linemen coming soon? Well, one of them. They're, I think they're going to get three. Uh, before it's all said and done, I think the minimum is about three of these uh, major, major deals. I mean, this is what the third or fourth crystal ball for one of these guys uh, between two, four, seven rivals, all that stuff. Everybody, everybody has uh, uh, Williams in one year uh, headed to OU. We're not positive about that. Obviously he was in Colorado last Um but then, and from what I can tell, Stoney is, I mean, I expect Stoney to, to end up there. He's a, he's a OU guy. His sister's at OU. And I really, really, really hope that Nigel Smith ends up uh, with the Sooners. And I feel like he is going to. So um, I think three, um, maybe four. So, I mean, it, yeah, one, it's a lock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, you know, one's a lock. I think three is is – if you, if they don't get three, I'll be I'll be shocked. I agree, and with the with the way things have gone in recruiting for us, we're starting to see a lot of people gravitate to just throwing those crystal balls out there immediately. Like, yeah, I think these teams are going to get it, and I'm excited. You know, this is what Sooner fans have been excited about. I'm seeing in the comments we're hearing. I'm ready, can't wait for the season. But yeah. I mean, Neil, you're 100% right. There's nothing the guaranteed yeah. until pen to paper. You are 100% correct on that. And so we have all the way till December to prepare for pen to paper. But I'm excited at where we're at, where we're set up, and where we're headed as Sooner fans. So 
be excited about seeing this crystal ball because because your boy is very much excited about who we've got and um that's just it man we're starting to get players big time so while you're here thanks for pulling up hit the like button hit the share button as well uh why because sharing is caring and so we're gonna jump into the next topic transfer portal so I wanted to talk about this now because when we go all the way around to the Colorado content later on at the end of the show, you're going to understand where I'm coming from on both folds of this. So we've had two players enter the portal in the last five days. One just came out today and the first one was a few days ago. And so I want to jump into who we're seeing hitting the portal. So today's portal entry was our guy Cullen Montgomery, offensive lineman. He has entered the portal now Cullen redshirted last season and so he didn't play but he is part of the uh who's part of what the 21 class yeah and unfortunately it didn't work out and so when we went through the depth charts and stuff earlier before the spring game you didn't see Cullen's name on there we've got a lot even though even even with the injury problems that we have at the offensive line right now He's he just he just couldn't crack it, and it's nothing against him, nothing against um, him as a person. It's just we've got a lot of talent lined up that is ready to play, and honestly, we've got a lot of walk-ons that are big guys that are we are mm-hmm. trying to basically mold into better players long term. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one reason why we ended up losing him going towards the portal. Jason, what and you think? He, yeah, I was hearing a lot of stuff about him for the last few weeks. So that he mm-hmm. was one of the ones that was one of the few ones that weren't really fitting into the room uh, for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, and, and nothing against him. I don't know. I, I don't know the kid. I, I all I, But it's just what I've heard. And we've talked about this a lot that sometimes whenever there's a coaching staff move, you know, and there's a big change like that, that not everybody that, that hangs around is going to be a fit. Um, and whatever reason they didn't take him with right away, maybe just because he wasn't quite ready yet. Um, but if he's for whatever reason, it's, you know, it's, I hate to see you lose along the offensive line because you're right. I think if, if there's anywhere that we need more depth, it's definitely in the trenches. Um, but I think there's, I mean, we're seeing some movement in that direction anyway, but whether it be through the portal, you're going to end up seeing some, uh, I know that we've already got a big commitment uh, for next year as well. So it, yeah, I'm not too concerned about it, really. Uh, I think it is what it is. And if he's going to get a chance to go play somewhere, anywhere, it's better for him. You know, if he's not fitting into the room and he's not going to get time, why would you stay? Oh, that's true. And, and then the he's opportunity to play. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to – and this is the reason why I'm, I wanted to preface this early as we go through these players is, just as you just said, we need the scholarships. Mm-hmm. We, if I'm correct, we're over by maybe like five or six players. And so there's a good chance that this, these aren't the only two that we're going to see. And another no. one that we just lost earlier was uh, DeMond Harmon, which he was a correct. safety. Love DeMond. He, he was Lots a great contributor. He's young. Uh, he played well for us. And he also had that scary hit against TCU. Yep. And... We uh, he had the I guess it was the neck injury and he ended up not playing, and so because of that, um, yeah he he's he's jumped in the portal and you know and it's 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 also because of how 
big our safety room is right now. Just D back DB room it's be hard. in general. It's gonna be hard to get on the field for even the guys that are you know that you expect expected to before this uh, spring, you know? Right. And we had some players in the spring that didn't even play. Like, you yeah. know, you had Jaden Rowe, who's still going through, you know, the shoulder surgery stuff. Right. And a lot of – we had a lot of players that are coming in. I mean, from Peyton Bowen to – with Reggie Pearson after doing his things, Billy Bowman. <laughs> yeah. You've got uh, Robert Spears Jennings, who is expected to get more time. Gentry mm-hmm. Williams. I was just going to say Gentry. Yeah, Gentry. And there's Gentry. a good chance because – because Jaden Davis is gone, there's a good chance that we see a lot of Gentry as well as, you know, Spears Jennings or um, we'll probably see a lot of Connie Walker. We've got a we've got a pretty good secondary room right now. Woody Washington, of course, starting on the other side. Key Lawrence is going to get a lot of game, which is good. We don't expect Key to get moved out too much. We expect him to be around. And yeah, right now, even if anybody, Willie Washington is looking over his shoulder. You know, he's still trying to figure out now. And what is an all American candidate? What is an all American candidate? And he's having to look over his shoulder. Look at what these young kids are doing as they come in. Kendall Dolby is trying to take it, man. Bro, I get it. He's coming in as a uh, (laughs) juco, and he's like, "Hey, man, hey, hey, I get it. He's smelling fresh meat." Well, what I would say is that I'm not expect. I mean, because here's the thing: you you've got Kendall Dolby, then you also have Makari Vickers, my boy. You know, you have hey, Josiah Wagner has turned heads the entire spring, and I haven't even talked about the young players on purpose because of that. I mean, the only one that I know that we can definitively talk about is Bowen because of just how absurd he's been. But Josiah oh, Wagner's yeah. another one. Everybody was kind of curious. I mean, he's small. He's slight. You know, he's out oh, of Washington he State. Like he's freaking 10 feet but, tall. That's what I was going to say. He's small. He's slight. He's coming from Washington State. There's a good yeah. chance they're going to flip him to the University of Washington. And oh, I kept no. telling people, won't worry. Don't worry. We good. He comes here, and he's lighting people up. And they're like, oh, this little dude like to hit. Bro. Same thing with Dolby. They little dudes like to hit. Yeah, they do. Yeah. What do hey, we man, love so that, more? They than call them pit bulls for reasons, man. When you call them, when you call the little guy pit bull, whew. it tells you everything you need to know, yeah. and that's what I expect from this squad going forward. Is having players like that. That's just like, yeah, we're gonna, um, we're gonna do the thing. And so I'm I stoked. Agree. I'm excited that our secondary, unfortunately, losing out like on Jaden Davis as well as losing out on uh, Demond Harmon. You losing out yeah. on veteran presence, but we've got enough vets there. I think we'll be fine. I want them to go be great. So sure. you know, I want y'all to do the same, fans. I want y'all to let them know. Hey, we appreciate your service. Thank you for coming here. We understand that you fall yeah, so far on the depth charts. You probably get it. Nobody Show some that. love because yeah. we're excited about them. I mean, I saw a couple players. Uh, was that Bray Walker as well as was that uh, Alexander went down to Texas State. I had to hop in there in the mentions on Twitter and tell them, hey, man, go be great. Always Sooners. You graduated from OU. We're glad to, that you were here. Go where you're going to get a chance to play. So, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But, yeah, um, I do expect the Sooners to not be um, – not sit, not sit on their hands in the portal. I have high expectations that we're going after players. I know we was going after the, the offensive lineman, Josh Simmons, recently from San Diego State, but he just committed to Ohio State, so we missed out on that. He was here you got recently. got that big lineman from Colorado, though, too. Neil was just asking about him. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. that, 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 about that one, too. So I haven't seen a list of the players we're going at yet. I need, I've been shooting some messages to some friends to see if anybody's got some – 
some some updates for me, but I do know that we we're gonna be active. The good mm-hmm. thing is the portal's ended today. Um, because the portal has ended today, we've got people that are we got graduate transfers that are really gonna start showing out. You'll see more graduate transfers probably throughout May in the summer than probably any other time. Because once they confirm they're graduating and they're walking across the stage and they finish up all their, their requirements, they're eligible to leave whenever they want to and go sign whenever they want to. And so that's my right. expectation with that. Right. We got ourselves another super chat. Eric. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Very I nice too am super stoked. That's very generous of you. The $50 is going towards some camera equipment. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. We Absolutely. we are all stoked about this 24 class because of not only the players that we know have already committed, the ones that we anticipate to commit that have given silence, silent commitments, and who are just going to go through the process and, and go recruit other players. Remember, some players don't immediately commit so they can do their officials to go recruit other players. Sure, so always sure. keep that in mind, too. That's something to keep in mind. We know who ours are, but there, there's going to be more, too. So, Eric, thank you so much for that. We really do appreciate it. Um, no doubt, man. And, and to plug, just to give a little plug to PG, man, he was talking about earlier yeah. about, is this going to be the best ever class in OU history? Oh, man, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. We've had some really good ones. I mean, the Adrian Peterson class was not bad. I think the question is going to be – I think this will probably be our best defensive class ever. I mean, the Tommy Harris class was pretty stacked, but Mm -hmm. I do think that there's a good chance that we get to pass that one. Tommy Harris class. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Nasty. But listen, if you think about this, though, the the defensive lineman alone, Say you do what we just talked about and they get three, right? Mm-hmm. Bro. <laughs> and we've got we've got the we've got the tools and the capabilities to do it. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, Stay tuned. I plan on having a lot of breakdown on these players, especially the offers throughout May. It's a dead time. So just don't attack me too much when I drop the videos. <laughs> Y'all don't. I'm just teasing more than anything. But no, I, I'm going to be putting out a lot of stuff on the players we're offering. You'll see more shorts coming out. We'll be busy throughout May to keep you all busy because it's quiet period. It's going to be one of those periods where um, a lot of things are being set up right now to go to Champ U Barbecue in June, which is June mm-hmm. 16th through 18th. That weekend, That weekend, I'm seeing some names, and I'm going to put a video out on it end of next week about okay. some of the players that we're hearing that's going to be pulling up. Will it that be before is, Friday? It'll be on Friday. I'm going to put it out. I'm okay, it so out if it Friday. goes out early enough on Friday, then after you put it out, then you can come on my live Friday afternoon. And we can talk through it. And we'll talk about it some more. We'll talk through it. We'll talk through it. Um, Perfect. So... Outside of that, that is the portal stuff. Hit that like, subscribe, jump in the comments. You know, I love hearing from you all about some of these players hitting the portal. Who do y'all think might be next to hit the portal? And who do you think we may target and try to pull in? There is a lot of players we're going after. Colorado offensive lineman potentially could be one. Um, There's a player at Colorado that I do want us to go after really bad, and I'm going to talk about him on the other side of the Colorado stuff. But let's get into some... Huh, how do I say this? Jason, it's time to build the hype machine. Oh, good. And we're going to take these <laughs> next 10 minutes to start putting some hype out for next season. 
Okay. Are y'all ready to go through the hype of this next season? Let's go through the hype of next season, right? So ESPN last week dropped their uh, FPI, which is their football power index. And a lot of you may be asking, football power index, what the heck is a football power index? It's the weird so, way of it's their weird way of ranking based upon not only strength of schedule, but the players on the roster, the coaching, the production, trying to predict the way production is going to look. There's a long list of things that ESPN throws into this. It's not perfect, but it lets you know if a team is supposed to be better than what they are um, or if they're as good as advertised. So there's a, there's a massive like measurement. Power. Power indexes are better like that. Like, they're yeah. just coaches that don't watch games and <laughs> or reporters that watch one one team. You know. Yeah, so. and 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 exactly as James mentioned, a lot of in the FBI after twenty thousand simulations, they do twenty thousand simulations. However, they do it with their calculations. This is what they expect the team to look like by the end of the season. So, this is just a predictive measure, understanding of who's who based upon rosters, and I want to talk about it. So let's go into FPI. This is the Big 12's FPI look. Now, a lot of y'all going to be mad. Don't be, because I still think it's good stuff. But this is FPI for the Big 12. Mm. Number one is Texas out of the Big 12. They're number five. Oklahoma is at 11. TCU at 17. Tech, Baylor, UCF, Kansas State at 27. So you got 22, 23, 26, and 27 where Kansas State is. 38 for Oklahoma State, which is wild to me, but they've got something there to see. 43 for Iowa State. 48 for Cincinnati. 54 for Houston. 57 for West Virginia. 60 for Baylor and 68 for Kansas. Yes, I did name out all the new schools like BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, as well as UCF in this. But this is what, based upon the simulations and everything about these rosters, what it could potentially look like when the season ends. Jason, you had a statement. What you got? Yeah, I don't like those last couple for sure. I think that uh, you're going to tell me that BYU is going to be worse than Houston and they're bombing out of there as quick as they can. And then same with Oki Light. I mean, Oki Light's not the team that it was last year at even at all. So I don't know. I don't know what they're getting there. And, and like Kansas, I mean, listen, the only thing Kansas needs is for their boy to stay healthy. If that quarterback stays healthy, they got a chance to win the conference. So I'm gonna say this on here. I'm very much disappointed in the Kansas rating. Kansas at 68 seems super low it's for insanity. me. Insanity. Because because Jalen Daniels is a monster, and like you said, as long as he's healthy. That team is a lot better. I would have, but it's these all simulations, and they change. This rating changes like every, I think it changes every week is the right, way that right. it gets it changed. Does. So there will be an update coming, so it's probably an update now by the time you're watching this video or watching this live. And so there's a good chance that this has already changed, but I think the thing that significantly jumped out to me was Texas and Oklahoma's ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, there's four, there's five teams in the top 25 with UCF and Kansas State falling in at 26 and 27. And so looking at the full number, you've got, of course, Ohio State and Bama leading the way. You're still sitting with like with Georgia, LSU, all the teams you would expect to be there. And this is some of the stuff they look at. You've got, let me see if I can make this bigger for everybody out there. You're looking at your uh, the power index itself and the projections based upon the divisions, percentages mm-hmm. of winning divisions, national championships, and all of that. And honestly, Oklahoma being at 11 and being right there, a 10% chance to make the playoffs mm-hmm. with a 24% chance to win the conference, 
Because yeah. them in te- Texas is at 54. They're expected. They've got the returning starter. They got the returning team that went eight and five. Yes, we know how Texas has never lived up to their expectations. But so that's granted, a beautiful thing. Let itself, them not do it again. Yes, know? we would like for them to do that as well. But making the title um, at a three percent chance and a one percent chance win the national championship. They're one of two teams along with Penn State to win the Natty. I think that that's a pretty big deal. Projected mm-hmm. wins, losses is nine nine point seven wins. A lot of you have told me that you felt like this team could win at least ten games. Yep. I'm there, Jason. When you see them aligned with everybody else, at least in the top fifteen, they've got us above Florida State, which is super fascinating. What do you think about this? Yeah, I think it's pretty close. Uh, it, I mean, I've got my. I'm always going to complain about some of these things, but 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 I'm just sticking with like Oklahoma and Texas. I feel like it's probably a matter of why are, why is Oklahoma up as high as it is and even over Florida State. I think it's simple. Their their transfer portal use and and where they got better um, was through the portal on defense, which is what they needed. Offense was not a concern. They were top fifteen in the country already. Um, so it's one of those deals where you start looking at that and okay, Bothroy comes in. You know, you've got Lacey comes in on the defensive line. Desama Cola, freshman All-American, comes in. You know, these are just a couple of names of, of guys that are they expect are going to make a big step. If they play somewhere, you know, anywhere close to what they're what they should offensively, which they will. You know, you got a second, you're coming back for for Dylan. They've got I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be a better season offensively, too. And if you get in that top 60, top 50 on defense, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, we're there. should win 10 games, easily win 10 games. So that's how we I, can see, I can see that's how you get there. That, I can see that's how you get there. And so overall, I mean, I just feel like I, I don't want to be that guy to drink the Kool-Aid too fast because I know I kind of did last year. But and, But looking at this schedule – and looking at the moves that they made and the way that they're recruiting, you have to expect that they're going to be significantly better. Yeah, so 100%. And so looking at last season, this is what we ended up last season. You know that we ended up at uh, 23rd last <laughs> yeah. season? Yeah, yeah. In the power, in the football power index. And I think that, that we ended up there because we were supposed to win a lot of those games we lost at the end. You know, those those five games of, of one score games yeah. that we lost that we probably should have won because we were up in Texas most of those games. Game, they freaking called a good field goal off. Right. You got a tech. You got the <laughs> Baylor game. We should have yeah. won. Yeah. You got games that w- we should have won when those one score games we should have closed out. And that's the thing is that takes into factor a lot of that stuff. We At 23rd, we should have been 23rd in the country. Above mm-hmm. team, I mean, Tulane, you know, finished up at, you know, number 25. We should have been a lot higher than what we were. And it was because our team was a lot better than the way that we ended up performing. You know, some things, you know, lean left and right. But the good thing is, is what we we probably should have been a lot better. And so, isn't it? I bring that up. That Washington finished way behind Texas and beat them in the bowl game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, Texas accumulates talent. We all know that. The, yeah. the problem is, is they never execute with the talent. Yeah. That's the difference. They accumulate the talent. They don't execute with them. We'll see what they look like this coming season. I don't know how much I believe in them yet, but I know that they Seven still got start. a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I call him that all the time, but I mean, you know, it's not even out of love. It's because I know that's who he is. So it is. Um, who he is. Yeah. Thank y'all again for pulling up. 
hit that like button hit that like. subscribe if you're listening to the podcast version rate review give us those five stars gotta make sure i remind you all on all of that but this is one of those where you know you gotta just know that it exists the hype train is going to begin i promise you once we get closer to august more and more of these recruits come in the more and more the hype train is going to be for oklahoma a lot of people are going to point out how we lost those games last year i've seen josh mm-hmm. pate do it i've seen joel clatt do it i've seen mm-hmm. hell i've even heard colin cowherd say some things about that what? everybody is pointing that stuff out and they recognize that now nah, this team's probably going to be a lot better and it should be a lot better now that they're one year under the belt they don't have as much turnover even though we're still going to see a lot of it because from the last spring game, I actually just saw a sheet last spring game compared to this spring game. The turnover has been absurd. We almost are a new team. Just be what, prepared 83, 84% turnover now? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. We, we basically turn over just about most of the old regime's players. Most. Mm-hmm. We've got some – the receivers really is really the – and ooh, ooh, ooh. And then, that may change too. That may change too. So, so yeah, it's gonna be, yeah. This is the last day the portal's open, correct? Today, uh, today, today's the last day for right. standard players to go into the portal. Of course, graduate transfers can transfer anytime they want to because they've already right. got their degree. But right. undergrads, this is their this today's the last day. So you're gonna see a lot more entries. By hell, by the time you see this video and the last video talking about transfer portal players, there's gonna be a ton that's gonna be gone in and out. So be prepared mm-hmm. for that. Um, jumps a couple comments. I know Neil, I just asked this question. Interesting. How much time do you think Brennan Brennan Thompson will spend with Venables? You gonna say my meeting? <laughs> yeah, I do. He's probably spending a ton of time. That's no lie. I, I don't expect them to not be having a lot of conversations around exactly that. Um, because of him being here now, I totally expect a lot of time and discussion to go down. Um, and Kim, you're right. The way that we played against Florida state, a lot of people started to recognize that Oklahoma could be coming. There's going to be a lot of goodness coming from them down the line. And lastly, with James last two years, nearly 50% turnover each year on 23 players from that 2021 Bedlam game are still on the roster. Yeah. I think it's less than that now. But no, you're right, James. We, oh, it's we less. Lost a yeah, it's lot definitely less. Out of play. We're we our turnover is a lot higher than y'all expect. Uh, buddy over there, uh, over at the um, Big Twelve Country uh site, he was talking. Up, he has a list of all the players that have come through from like the Grinch regime to, uh, yeah. This is all from the the spring game. In actually the last game, the Oklahoma State game before Lincoln Riley left. I'm gonna share this screen. I want y'all to see how many players are gone. All the red lines are people that are gone. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. That's the players that are gone yeah. either from graduation or transfer. Since the last game, since right before Brent Venables was hired. So a lot of people don't, when we talk about this, we point out to everybody that, hey, oh, you had a huge, huge, huge amount of players turnover. And this is a good representation for you to see and understand. A lot of them are gone. 
period. So that's what we're working with. Let's move on to the last topic. I'm going to change things up real quick. We're going to go into my standard branding real quick because I want to really dive into this conversation for one particular reason because it intrigues the heck out of me. Let's talk about all this turnover in Colorado. So (laughs) me and Jason have talked about this on a few occasions and um you know what let me switch this up let's go full big screen yeah Uh oh let's go big screen on this one getting big ugly in here you get big big and ugly up in here (laughs) for y'all don't know colorado is seeing a massive exodus coming out of the uh city uh out of the campus off of the team and i wanted to point this out specifically because one thing that coach prime pointed out when he first got there was that the players we're going to have here at spring game majority of them will not be here on that fall roster and it was a standard warning for people to understand that mm-hmm. he's going to have to do a massive turnover to be successful long term let me preface this by why i'm talking about it this way jason i'm gonna have you jump in here in just a moment got so it. look at it this way the beauty of the transfer portal is that you have the capabilities of turning over your roster in one summer and having an opportunity to compete. And because the transfer portal is so new, this is our first time being able to see this truly in action. Now, granted, a lot of schools do this type of quote-unquote turnover when new regimes come in. A lot of it's more so just scholarships are not renewed the next year and they go out and get different players and get different recruits. Not much Mm -hmm. transfers, more so just they start cutting players off the team getting walk-ons and stuff like that and so this is not a very uncommon practice we just never seen it play out in the public like this and so for coach prime situation the bigger thing with him is this is the first coach that we've seen come in that took over and i'm sorry colorado fans i've got to point this out a 1 and 11 team bringing in a high profile coach Right. So like, look at what Lincoln did over there at uh, USC. Look at what Sonny Dykes did down there at TCU. They were bringing in, they brought in almost like 30, 30, almost like, I think like 30 to 40 transfers when they got there, they were bringing in a lot of transfers. And you saw that you saw Mel Tucker do that at Michigan state. It wasn't something that was sustainable for him yet, but he brought in a bunch of transfers and he had a really good season his first year there. So you're going to see this, Type of stuff happen way more often, especially when you get higher profile coaches going to new jobs. Now, one thing is, is that if Colorado had the talent day one, we wouldn't be talking about this, right? There's no conversation to have if Colorado had this talent day one. There's no, there's absolutely no reason to talk about it. But the problem you're running into is that they don't. They don't have the talent. They didn't have the talent up front. They didn't have the talent available. And so because of that, we're seeing them have to figure out how to be successful long-term with a new coach and new whole new regime and a new coaching staff. Now, there's one player that shocked the heck out of me that entered the portal for a second time that I kind of want Oklahoma to go after. And 
Not only that offensive line, all y'all are excited about. Seydou Traore, the tight end slash wide receiver that came from Arkansas State, that is a mismatch nightmare. You've seen people win. Go go look inside of my comments here. You will see in the live chat. If you're watching this on a separate video, go look at the live chat comments. People, a lot of sooner players have said they would like to get a tight end, another one, because you know we've yeah. had some injuries. We don't know what the depth looks like. We got a lot of tight ends. We're, I think, we're good. But bringing in a talent like Sadu Traore would be huge for Oklahoma. Yeah, and I think that Traore left for a, a simple reason, and I, I mean it's simple. It's listen, he didn't realize going over there, Sean Lewis's offense. They don't use tight ends for anything but, but blocking. Thank you. Right, exactly. And that's kind of one of the things that he learned going there. Also with some of those players that did go in and end up relieving and leaving the portal, they got there, started working, and they got beat out by other players. Like, oh, no, we got beat out by current players here. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to start here. I came here to start. You're not going to guarantee it for me. I'm going to leave. And so I don't see a problem with the mass exodus there. I don't see a problem with who – they're bringing in and what they're doing because in my personal opinion and all of this is you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. And if this man wants to be successful year one, I I said year one, they'd make a bowl game. And I still stand by that because I don't think the PAC 12 is that good. I think, I think they are good enough to win six games. That don't mean they're gonna have a winning record, but I think they're good enough to win six games. We're going to see a lot of players come in. They just picked up an Alabama corner. Didn't they just pick up two players from Alabama? They got a defensive lineman from Tennessee. Yes. Defensive lineman from Tennessee. Defensive lineman from, uh, well, edge rusher from FSU. And um, Derek McClendon. And they've got right now, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, over six, four offensive linemen that are all coming through the transfer portal this week alone. Plus Alton McCaskill, um, who was the and, freshman of the year in the AAC last year. I say, and you got to remember they they were losing. Um, they 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 still have to cut down their roster. If I'm correct, they still got kind of too many players under they scholarship. Did, they, they had to. They had to look. They're they're off of that problem. I mean, they're they're at like 35 players total. So they're scholarship players now. So yep, they're there where they need to be. Listen, they got the tackle and, and, from another tackle from Florida. You picked up David Connor. You pick up Amari yes. uh, McNeil. You yep. bring in. They bring some of his Jackson State players like Willie. Cameron Haynes. Johnson is not guaranteed yet, but uh, he was the first team All AAC offensive tackle from Houston. He went into the portal on Thursday. He was headed to uh, Colorado Thursday night. So yep. it hasn't happened yet, but it's pretty much gonna happen um right as far as what i'm hearing and as far neil i gotta tell you i don't think he's calling them losers i think that what he said i can i'm telling you i watched that uh him on mcafee and what he was getting at and this is the whole point and that now what mcafee and those guys were saying is a little bit different but i'm gonna tell you he kept saying mcafee brought up the fact that when he was that first day and he's talking to those guys about who's gonna step up in the running back room when it's fourth and one and not one of them said anything. They just stood there. And he said the same thing was going on whenever Travis Hunter and uh, and uh, Jimmy Horn Jr. were out there talking junk. 
during, yes. you know, playing and against the DBs and none of them are coming back at them. They just let these guys come in and take their lunch money. This is not the kind of player that can play for Coach Prime. He's it's not, not the type it. of player that can play, honestly, here and survive in at high-level so, well, football. None of this stuff would be being said if it was anybody but Coach Prime. Do you think that the, Do you think that Saban would not have done the exact same thing if he took over at Colorado? You think he would have wanted any of those guys? And if you remember, he dumped off a ton of them when he went to Alabama. Yeah, that, that first year there when it went it was like six and seven it or something happens. like that. They, they they all have to do it, man. That's some cleanup. The fact he has that clean he up did it do. faster than anybody else is the only thing. And yes, he's louder about it. That's he's Coach, Coach Prime. Prime. He's Deion Sanders, man. He's That's just who Coach he is. Prime, bro. And if you expect him to not be who he is, then you're gonna then you're gonna be disappointed every time. Yeah, you'll be very much disappointed in, in, in everything because I personally I knew that Coach Brown was gonna be was gonna do this stuff. I knew that he was gonna be who he is, and so I mean, bringing in Brendan Gant from Florida State, four star, you know, safety. They're bringing in some talented players. Now they're not bringing in the top creme de la creme, the top tier players. But look at where these players transfer when they leave here. That I think that if there's anything, if you want to have an indication of the talent they have and the talent that they were working with, go in there and see where these players end up. Because you don't have a lot of players leaving Colorado and ending up at some really big programs. You don't. Uh, some Ooh. are. <laughs> no. Yeah. But you got. They've. He's got a lot of work to do in cleaning it up there. And so I wanted to talk about that. I thought that was a very good topic. Hop in the comments. Let your boy know what you think. Uh, make sure you also like, subscribe, and all the beautiful stuff. If you're listening to the podcast version, rate, review, give us five stars. We would love to have you join the family and uh, all that. And so we're going to jump into some of your comments. So I'm going to move us back into the standard look. Actually, you know, we're going to keep the banner like this. We're going to go old school look. We'll wrap this bad boy up, put a bow on it with some of the sooner or later stuff. So... Uh, so Derek thinks that there's more going on in Colorado than that. Yeah, I was saying do tell. I, I'm I'm happy to listen. I totally would love to hear because mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I just don't think that it's more than just the fact that they're getting rid of players. Yeah. We're 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 here to listen to it. I definitely you know I love talking to yeah. you all and hear what you got to say. Uh, Kim, great for pointing this out. Michael Hawkins will probably be a five star. By the end of it, I know that we're still working on that tight end. I'm hoping that we get Mitchell soon. I've I've, I've heard that it's coming out online. Um, the that's, expectation that's gonna is have to be after the after the years up, right? The school year. Yeah, he can't reclassify until the school year's up. You gotta make sure you have right. the uh, you gotta make sure you have the credits <laughs> before mm -hmm. you can reclassify. You can't reclassify mid semester. So, mm -hmm. anticipate that happening in the um, I say closer to August. He probably do some summer school classes to make sure get the right grades. Once she's got the grades in, boom, August he'll probably have the capabilities of reclassifying to being yeah, a senior. Yeah, he's moved around a lot, so it's been kind of one of them things where you have to kind of, you know, get all everything together. Right, just, and I don't think that he's gonna have the ability to graduate like us a, a year and a half early. So I don't think he'll be an early enrollee. Unfortunately, I th I do anticipate him finishing a full year out there in Los Alamitos, right, we can wait California. On him. If you've seen his tape. You can see that uh, he'll be ready. Yeah, <laughs> he's a big guy. Holy crap! To be able to move like that and catch the ball like that—that that dude is a big dude. So um, Neo, the one of the best players on offense for Colorado, left. 
their leading receiver, right? Well, no, he wasn't there. Well, I think he was probably their leading statistical receiver from the season before. He's not their best receiver. The best receiver is Travis Hunter, who can play both sides of the ball. And then Jimmy Horn Jr. is also really good. And they also got Weaver from UCF right next to him. So they've got three wide receivers that are going to be absurdly good coming into the season. So Shadur is going to have no shortage of weapons. Um, and then two, they had what? Um, Oh, who's also the commits from that class? Oh, no, they got some uh, young commits coming in. I don't know. My bad. Let's go to 23 class. They got two wide receivers that are coming in here this summer that are going to be good. And Adam Hopkins as well as Omario, uh, Omarion uh, Miller. So they've got a lot of really good players that are still coming from this from this class. They had, what, 19 players signed letters of intent. Uh, they still got a lot of players. That, hey, Kormani McClain ain't there yet. Nope, neither was Shiloh, neither was uh bro, the three Oklahoma weird. kids that they're picked gonna up. be freaking fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll be fine long term. Freaking fine, man. Long term, they'll be fine. Um, and as Neo pointed out here, most of the players from the Riley regime, they haven't ended up anywhere either. That should tell you something. I'll put it to I'll put it to the haters this way. Y'all wanna make up y'all wanna make some money off me? You think I'm wrong? Bet me. Come with me, get a hold of me in my comment section or here. And let's put some money where your mouth is, because I'll I'll take your money on on win totals. I love it. Let's go. Okay, you're 100 <laughs> correct. This one right here is probably the key thing. Yeah, is the busted coverages usually comes from. Well, I put it like this: our secondary did a lot better after TCU. Our problem was that. The defensive line needs to get more pressure, and I think we'll get a lot more of that. The line, defensive linemen are getting bigger. They're getting stronger. They showed a lot of promise. Devon Sears walked in there and was looking like a monster. And so because of the young players that are ready to play and the veterans we have and the good rotations, Isaiah Poe, a co is looking better, we'll get that pressure that's needed to where the the secondary is not out there playing defense for seven seconds per play. And we talked about this in the past, and Kim has done a fantastic job of always echoing me that – you can't expect your secondary to be any good if they're in coverage for six, seven right. seconds. They're eventually right. going to get beat. And so, um, so yeah, we'll be fine with that. Um, get yourselves excited. We've got a lot of young players that are great. I'm stoked. I hope you all are too because we're going to have another fantastic year. So we're going to wrap this bad boy up, get on up out of here. Jason, let the people know where they can find you. Jason Watkins Hall of Fame College Football Podcast. It's at CFB-Pod on YouTube. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at BirdieManDub and on the web at HOFmedia.us. That's HOFmedia.us. Check out, I've got uh, for you California, or you Colorado boys, I'm going to have another hater video for you guys <laughs> coming up here shortly. So uh, we can talk a little bit about that, but yeah, make sure that you hit that like button here. If you're not already a subscriber to his show, I don't know why you wouldn't be uh, make sure that you are. If you're one of his and like to see some more content about OU about Colorado as well, jump on over to my page as well. And, uh, and you'll 
get some more. And Jay's yeah, join always the Hall on of Fame Mafia, too. man. He's always yeah, join the Hall of Fame Mafia, Mafia baby. <laughs> <laughs> join the Hall of Fame Mafia, baby. We, and it's, it's been fun. We've got a nice niche group of uh, group of people mm-hmm. that are doing the OU content and college football content that we work with. And so I appreciate them always joining us. So J- Jason, thank you as usual, folks. Yes, thank you all for coming in. I appreciate the love. Thank you for letting us know. It's a great show. We just want to get better for you all. So hop in the comments, give us feedback. When I do post in the community, I do that because I want to hear from you all. So we want to we want to curate this to be as best as possible for you all so it's fun interactive we could talk more today wasn't as many comments i wanted to pull in like i normally do i wanted to get some stuff out because it's been a while since i put some content out it's been about four or five days and so we're going to get back on track luckily here in uh, may i'm I'm, I'm pushing for a video. This guy wants to work. He's well, something random. Five days since I put anything out. <laughs> hey man, it's it's hey it's it's travel has got me, but I got travel. But also, I'm going to start working on backlogging some stuff because I got some fun stuff to talk about with these recruits. So, besides that, hit the like, subscribe button, and uh, rate, review. Give us five stars. Think we deserve it. Give us five anyway and gift it. And so, we'll catch y'all later. Peace. Sure.